Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Better Dad Podcast. My name is Matt Brunk, and I do this podcast just to talk to experts in areas that I want to grow, and with dads who I think are killing it, just to grow as an involved and an emotionally available dad. And if you're out there and you're listening and you're a dad, I'm assuming that's something that you're interested in too. And it's definitely not easy and it's not always fun to try to grow and to parent. And so I appreciate you listening in and I think it's something that we could all kind of do together and grow in the journey together. So I'm excited that you're here. Today, my guest is Lee Overtree. And I am was super stoked to talk to Lee because Lee is the founder and creative director of Story Pirates. And if you don't know Story Pirates, it is the wildly popular kids podcast. And of course, it's more than just a podcast. And Lee will talk all about that and explain it. But it's a huge favorite at our house. We listen to it all the time, sing the song. So I was super excited to talk to him. And I'm also super excited because later on in the episode, there are some other really exciting mystery guests who come on as well, who were very excited to ask Lee some questions themselves. So I got to talk to Lee about crafting great stories for our kids. I know I, as a dad, love telling stories. My kids grew up hearing bedtime stories every night. We still read stories, books together, and I love to tell stories. So I wanted to hear from an expert storyteller what it takes to craft really, really great stories for kids. And I know Lee is the guy to talk to about it. So here is my conversation with Lee Overtree. So Lee, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the Better Dad podcast. And I, I know when you, uh, when I first reached out to you, your first disclaimer was, "Well, I'm not a dad, but you know I can still come on and, and chat." Um, and and I really really appreciate that. So so thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, and you said you know you can come on even though you're you're not a dad. But the thing that I think is cool is, I mean you you interact with so many children um, on a regular basis, like talking to them and teaching them. Um, I just think you have a lot to teach. Um, anybody who has a kid about working with kids. So I hope so. I love talking to kids. And the best part of my job is that I get to talk to kids from all around the world all the time on the phone and just see what's up and what life is like for them. I really love doing it. And um, yeah, so hopefully I have something to add to the the parenting conversation. (laughs) To, To the conversation. Well, how many, how many kids do you talk to a week? Uh, it depends on the week, but you know, like this season of the Story Pirates podcast, we have 30 episodes. I interview two kids. So I probably, I guess I order, I will, I guess I'll interview like 60 kids total for the season. Wow. Um, and then I do Story Pirates radio on weekends on Saturdays. And so I talk to a bunch of kids through that that's like a largely interactive thing um and then if we're doing like zoom stuff uh or like you know virtual events i'll i'll talk to more but well well i think it's fair to say that you um you're a celebrity in our home i have three kids uh nine-year-old twin girls and eight-year-old boy and uh, they they quote story pirates 
like it's like the office or <laughs> princess bride or something <laughs> you know what i mean like that's so, high praise high praise <laughs> they're just like constantly quoting it and singing it um singing songs from it um because it's so catchy but if there's now, so now if there's somebody out there who god forbid has never heard of story pirates can you just give us like the quick like your, your quick overview of how you describe it to people yeah, we're a family entertainment and education company that believes kids are creative geniuses. And that means every single kid. So, you know, we're probably best known for our podcast where we take stories written by kids and uh, turn them into sketch comedy and songs featuring, you know, funny, awesome professional actors and singers and composers. So, you know, most of what we do is collaborations between kids and uh, grownups. So we have a few books with Random House that are collaborations between kids and best-selling authors. We have our podcast. We have uh, several albums. Our new album comes out on April 9th. And, um, you know, in addition to live performances that also take kids' ideas and bring them to life with talented adults. Awesome. And it, it is fair to say that the, the podcast is sort of your guys' like main vehicle. Is that the You know, it is. The like the these days it is how people know us. But the truth is that Story Pirates has been around 16 years and the podcast has only existed for a fraction of that. So I mm. think we see ourselves as a company that came out of, you know, a theatrical tradition and training that transitioned into being an education company doing creative writing workshops in schools, hundreds of schools in New York and LA and across the country. And then only then did we sort of become a media company Hmm. in the last several years. So these days I think that's where we're headed and the podcast is the most prominent thing we do, but um, it's, it's kind of new. Yeah. And it's kind of like, and it might not even be here in five years. Podcast people might be over <laughs> podcasts pretty soon, but um, not yours for certainly. But podcasts, for sure, you know, um, it's the golden era though. Podcasts, so it is, um, yeah. Especially kids' podcasts. There, it's pretty. There's a lot of new folks trying exciting things in the space, and it's it's a fun moment to be a part of. Yeah, um, and it's, it, and I. And the funny, and a lot of people do it because it's it's so easy as you and I are demonstrating now. Mm-hmm. But your guys's podcast, I don't, I would don't know if I'd call it easy. <laughs> yeah. Like it is a production. It is intense. Like when I listen to it, I'm just like, this sounds like a lot of work. Like just <laughs> can, can I just get? I, and this is maybe no one else will care to hear this, but I would love to hear just just a snippet of like how much work goes in like one episode and how many people are involved. Sure. I mean, they're the cool thing about being around for so long working in schools and in theater is that there are literally hundreds of story pirates. So over, you know, 16 years, we've built up this like incredibly deep bench of performers, writers, directors, composers, singers. So we have a lot of folks who we've worked with before that are into the mission um, that are just easy to work with. And so we're able to pull this huge team together for every episode of the podcast. Um, and yeah, it's a huge production. It There's several different production tracks 
on the podcast, there are the songs, of course, which are its whole a whole thing with composers, singers, arrangers, producers, musicians. And that's sort of like one department. And then there is the stories, which are the sketches, these kids stories that we turn into sketch comedy. And that features a ton of actors and directors and writers and musicians. And that's a whole separate track. And then there's the interviews that I do with the kids. Um, that's smaller group because it's just me and one producer. And then there is what we call the narratives, which is like the story of what's going on on the ship that week, which is like story by Lee and Peter and Megan and Nimini and Rachel and Eric and other characters. And that has its own writing staff and its own set of actors. Um, it's a it's a massive production. And I think it's our background in theater and being able to sort of have a bunch of balls in the air and production tracks going at the same time uh, makes it work and makes it sort of fluid. And you were you were one of the founders, correct? Yeah. And you said 16 years ago? Is that right? Yeah. 2003 was our first show. We incorporated in 2004. So okay. I don't know how many years that is at this point. It's it's scarily moving fast. <laughs> and <laughs> the it, number and, and, is ticking and you started up quickly. On, and you started on stage, you said, telling yeah, stories. Yeah, I, I have a theater background, and most of the founding members of Story Pirates have theater backgrounds. A lot of us went to theater school together. Yeah. And... We, so we started on the stage. That's that's where our background is, and and is what what you guys did on the stage. You know, all those years ago, um, did did it look like what we hear? Is, was it like a kind of a pared down version of what we hear in the podcast today? Definitely. I mean, I I I personally feel like the audio medium has a lot in common with theater, mostly because of the limitations <laughs> of both mediums. Right sort of uh, you're relying on the same aesthetic in both. Uh, I mean, if you think about like old radio plays, right? Like what are those but theater, right? And, you know, like in the in the old days, they would say like, let's go hear a play, right? right. They wouldn't go, let's go see it. They, they're listening. You're listening um, to the rhythm of the dialogue and the music and how that all interplays. So... You know, in the days in which we were learning how to make audio, it it wasn't that challenging to make that transition. We also, you know, before we had the podcast, we had a live radio show on Sirius hmm. XM okay. for several years. And that was a great transition, uh, you know, sort of focal point for us in that we had to go do this live show, but we also had to create like a polished audio product. And that really like tapped into our theater skills as well. Well, the the in person theater experience is just as fun as the podcast. We got to do it. Uh, we we saw a show in L.A. Um, oh, great! A year and a half ago or so. My kids were disappointed that you and Peter were not there, though. Sure, yeah. that is a new <laughs> development where the kids are expecting to see me. Yeah, uh, which is which is a new thing. <laughs> You're like, sorry, children, I can't be everywhere. Cannot yeah. be on both coasts. At the same time, truly, truly. <laughs> so, I, I would love, I would love to dive into kind of the, the heart of one of the things I, I'd love to hear from you. Um, just this idea that that you and your team um, 
are master storytellers. And especially this this co-creation model that you work off of is, um, I just think, so so unique, but also just really, really special for kids because it gets them involved. Um, I, I, I'd love to just dive in and hear from you about how to craft a compelling story for a kid, specifically thinking about maybe there's a parent out there who likes to tell stories to their kids at bedtime. I know, especially when my kids were younger, I would do that. It was like our nightly ritual. I would come up with a story and, uh, and when they got involved, it was always, it was always better. It was richer and they were more invested in it. Um, so if there's, how can a parent begin to craft better stories for their kids? What does that, what does that look like? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's a tough question to answer. I, I really, appreciate the uh the praise <laughs> but um you know like i think what sets a story pirate apart from some other folks who create stories for kids is that we really truly don't see the distinction between kids and adults we really try to treat kids as creative peers And that's a mindset, right? Like that's hard to do if you are used to seeing kids as littler, less, less, uh, less formed humans, which of course they are. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Especially if you're a parent and you've seen your kid from a grow from a tiny little thing that needed all your help in the world and to something that has its own autonomy and, agency in the world, I think it can be hard to see kids as collaborators Hmm. all the time. And so there's like, you know, there's a sense that like, I, I need to be providing something for this kid. Right. Whereas the truth is that they're as responsible as you are in terms of telling stories and creativity. So I guess like, I would say that's the first thing is the mindset of like, of collaboration Hmm. with kids and equals, right? Being equals with kids. And and then I think the second part is, is really like an improvisation mindset. I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase, yes, and. Let's hear it. Yes, Yes. and. Yes, I have. And I'd like for you to tell us more about it. (laughs) It's, It's basically just the, you know, it's the, it's the number one rule of improv, right? If you've ever done improv and someone says to you, hey, let's uh, walk down the street. In a scene, you would never say, no, I hate walking down the street. (laughs) And also, this isn't a street. We're in the water, (laughs) right? Like, that is not the way to make an improvisational scene go forward. You have to say yes to your scene partners. Hmm. And and then you have to bring something to the table. That's the end, right? So like and I think that that is part of collaboration is not saying no, not looking for reasons why something won't work. It's saying yes to your scene partner in this case, whoever you're co-creating with, right? Saying yes to them. And then building on it, right, and adding something. The I, I can see how, especially even parents who are, because uh, we always see ourselves as like teachers 
mm-hmm. and authority. Even if yep. we're not like, oh, I'm the authority. Like, we are the other. <laughs> you're literally <laughs> you know those I mean? two things. Literally, you are teachers and literally you are those things. <laughs> it's it is hard to shift that mindset to um, collaborator and um, and a yes and because sometimes we're like, well, but I'm trying to get a point across to you in this story, right? In this message. Um, but I think you could. What would be cool is to learn to do that, even as they're adding to it, because then they probably would learn them learn whatever it is you're trying to teach them themselves totally i mean it's not about the end product either you know like it's not about where you're going it's a cliche but it's the process it's the journey right it's that's the that's the fun part is even if you don't get anywhere just those few seconds of co-creating with kids where you're co-conspirators right you're aimed at the same thing and no one has all the answers yeah. That's the way to to teach creativity, hmm. I think. But also, I don't know anything. Like, <laughs> I just do this podcast and I do Story Pirates, and it's a very specific thing, right? That we've like learned how to do over the years. So it's way different, and it's not nearly as hard as like parenting or <laughs> being with kids all day and having to figure out how to fill the time and be creative. So like. Take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. But no, I, I I, love that. I love the approach, especially just like seeing your kids as creative equals because I think that's true. I mean, like I, I, I really am like thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, like my kids are so creative. And yeah. when, they, when they have ideas, like it's not – there's not like a less creative quotient that they have. Like they see it. They have a vision. And parents really see that in their kids, right? Like you can always, parents can see their own kids. They understand that their kids are creative geniuses Mm -hmm. and capable of so much. And, And I think what Story Pirates' message is like every kid is that genius, right? Like we, we see that in every kid, not just our own. So, so if you're coming to a kid with as this this mindset of creative equals and with this uh, mindset of improvisation, what what would you do just to just to like get it started? Like you you just want to get a kid in started in telling a story with you. What would be like the first question you would ask them or prompt them with? Well, I can tell you what I do with my interviews, right? When yeah. I'm talking to kids, and I don't have a ton of method behind how I do those interviews, but I will say that I'm going to be interested in what the kids are interested in. I don't care what we talk about. Right. I don't. And that interview is, is co-creating something together. And I don't honestly care what it is. Like we can talk about the story the kid wrote. We can talk about how they, where they got the idea from, but we can also talk about like what it's like where they live in Wisconsin or we can talk about anything that's interesting or funny to them. So the first thing I'm going to do is find out what's interesting to them. And and maybe that's a cop out, right? Cuz you want to introduce kids to new things and you want to show them new stuff and and broaden their experience, but for me that's just the way in, right? I always say like desire yeah. drives learning, which is a phrase I heard somewhere a million years ago and I never know who to credit it to, but 
you learn when you're interested. Yeah. Right. And so whether it's a creative activity or storytelling or anything learning, learning related and not just school, but learning about the world around you and learning about yourself, it all starts with like what that spark of interest, what that desire is within you that's going to push you to learn more and achieve. Yeah. I love that. Uncovering that, that spark or desire. What, um, what, what is that for you? What is sort of your spark desire that gets you, gets you interested? Uh, I, I mean, I love music. I'm really drawn to music. Um, Story Pirates is so musical and I feel like one of the, one of my favorite things is that I feel like I get to hang out with real musicians and composers and producers and I get to hang out in a recording studio and I get to like sort of feel like I did something even though I'm really just watching more talented people do it, (laughs) giving them a thought here and there. So, you know, music and the emotion that that uh, brings to me is a is a huge motivator for me. Nice. And you're producing music from your closet. I see the keyboard there. Yeah, a little bit. This is, you know, I have some some stuff here, but, you know, before the pandemic, there's a studio in Chelsea where we did most of our stuff and still do a lot of our stuff. So I haven't been there in a while, but um you know, there's nothing I like more than like sitting on the couch in the booth at the recording studio where we work, just like answering emails while amazing people record music <laughs> in nice. the next room. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I um, and uh, I'm gonna take a bit of a of a right turn here. And in, in true story pirates fashion, I wanted to uh, bring some kids into the conversation. Awesome. Um, so I asked my kids to record video questions for you. Um, as I said, <laughs> like I said, you're a celebrity in our house. So um, they were excited to ask you some questions. So um, so I'm going to I tested this. So I think it's going to work. Um, I'm going to show you the video and I'll play it um, through our uh, through Zoom here. So the first question comes to us from um, Avi. He's an eight year old from Newport Beach, California. What was your favorite story when you were a kid? I heard it. What was my favorite story when I was a kid? I really liked this book, probably when I was Avi's age. How old is Avi? He's eight. Okay, so younger than Avi. I really liked this book called The Camel Who Took a Walk, which is out of print. Um, But it was about this camel who uh was beautiful and in fact when i was a kid i i thought the book was called the beautiful camel at least that's what i called it but it i feel like it taught me structure in some ways because it is about this camel who enters the forest and at the very beginning of the book they show you that at the end of the forest path there is a tiger waiting to like pounce and eat the camel and it's about slowly building up to that moment. And then there's a twist. It's kind of like the monster at the end of this book, which I also really liked. Yeah. Which I feel like taught me a structure I really enjoy as well. So there you go. Great. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. A couple more. Here's here's another one from, uh, from Avi. Great. 
Why does Peter like snacks so much? <laughs> it's a good question. Why does Peter like snacks so much? I think he likes snack. I mean, you'd have to ask him, honestly. But for me, it's about, uh, I think there's just something inside of him that burns with desire for snacks. It's just like a purely like animal uh, instinct that he has. He's like that tiger waiting for the camel. He <laughs> wants the snacks. It's instinctual. He was born that way. And he'll never change. Nice. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Our next question <laughs> comes from uh, Charlotte, also from Newport Beach, California. Um, and she is nine years old. And let's see. There's kind of two side by side here so what was your favorite story that you did in your podcast mine is humming why is humming your favorite story i like because it's catchy and because it I like i like the um i like how funny it is it's like it's like you should start a band then and then um and he's like, okay, I'll ask. And then she's like, hi. I'm like, how'd you get here? And then he's like, oh, your mom invited me. <laughs> That's my favorite part about it. I love that song. That is a very popular song. Charlotte, did you say? Charlotte. Charlotte is not alone in liking that song. Um, it is a very good one. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, so I'll answer the question first. What's my favorite Story Pirates story? I always, my answer to this is always the next one because we are always making new stuff constantly. We have to be, we're, we're just constantly making new stories and songs and I'm always excited about the new one, which I think like is good because it means we'll keep making stuff. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And true, true creator fashion. Yeah. It's always the next one. All right, I've got a few more. These, yeah, let's uh, do it. I, I like these. Um, let's see. Here's one uh, from my third child, Charlotte's twin sister, Belina. So wow. also, also nine years old, and she's. I think she's got two questions in this in in this one video. So here we go. I have two questions. Number one is how many story pirates are there? Because we went to a play. And there was a couple story pirates I didn't know. And then in the first episode, it sounds like the ship is full of people. And my second question is, do you ever get tired of making stories? <laughs> there are, like I mentioned before, there are hundreds of story pirates. A lot of them are on the ship, just hanging out in different parts of the ship. Some probably I've never even met who are somewhere... And I'll meet someday when they show up for an episode. Um, and then there's a bunch of story pirates who aren't on the ship. They're really, truly everywhere. They're, they uh, they rapidly multiply. Um, nice. And then do I ever get tired of making stories? I, I never do, really. I get tired of the stuff that you have to do in order to make stories. I get tired of... The scheduling and the logistics, you know, like all the stuff that is tough about life, right? Like, how do you get to the good part? The good part is making the stories, and I never get tired of that. 
what's your like split between like that creating and like the other stuff? <laughs> uh, these days it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's like, it's at least 50, 50 in That's terms good. of, but story pirates is a big company and there's a lots of stuff going on that isn't just me making stuff up. Um, so it is, a, it is a pretty big chunk. And not to say I don't like the other stuff too, because I get to work with amazing people, but totally, I do yeah. like the creative stuff the most. Yeah. And there's still stuff that's work. My, I remember my uncle, he would always say, well, you know, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to have fun. That's why they call it work. <laughs> and that, that always like stuck with me. I'm like, that's <laughs> sad, terrible. Um, Oh yeah, there's a couple more questions. I'm gonna throw and these. There's Great. two two more that will this one. Uh, this one I'm interested to hear hear your thoughts because I I have the same question. Great. Another one from Avi. Great. How did you go from on the water to in the sky to underwater? Like it's like just crazy. How you did that? <laughs> well, we went from on the water to in the sky to outer space, yeah. to underwater. And how we literally did that was just by just by outfitting the ship, right? I think we went, we got into the sky through ancient Viking magic that Siegfried put on our boat. We got to space right. because Nimini retrofitted the ship to be spaceship friendly. And honestly, we didn't have to do too much to the ship to go underwater because the same modifications that we made for space also help keep the water out under the ocean. But the Not big sure. question is where will we go next? Oh. That's the tough one. Any any sneak peeks? Any Well, I I just would be interested in in any ideas that Avi has about where we're going next. Where we should go next. Okay. I think that that cuz I don't know. Can definitely send something in. I don't know. So how how can Avi submit so if Avi wants to give some ideas of where to go next, where to, what does he do? You can just email me. <laughs> <laughs> well, for all those people out there, like Avi goes yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can submit stories at storypirates.com. You should be able to pretty easily find our story submission page if you go to storypirates.com. We typically don't take ideas really for what's going to happen on the ship. I'm just personally interested in what uh, Avi thinks we should do. Okay. We will definitely follow up. <laughs> I have one last question from you from uh, Charlotte, and uh, I'd love to hear love to hear your, your advice here that she is, uh, is, is seeking. Um, I want to be a comedian and an artist when I grow up. Do you have any tips for me being a comedian? <laughs> They're so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, do I have any tips for being a comedian? I think if you – my biggest advice is that if you want to be a comedian, then you probably already are one. And the best thing that you can do is tell as many jokes, funny stories as – possible just always the best thing you can do as a comedian is you're trying out material all the time you're just making jokes about everything and anything so much so that the people in your life will say can you please stop joking about literally every single thing 
Um, but that's nice. how you try out material. That's how you figure out what's funny to you. It's what you figure out will get a laugh from other people. That's so you true. You just got to like, it's like being at the gym is hanging yeah. out with people and trying to make them laugh. It's consistency. Yeah. It's a, it's just a working it into your everyday life. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for answering answering Avi and Charlotte and Belina's questions. I know they were excited. Oh, you're so welcome. To, they were excited to ask them. So That was fun. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, well, Lee, I, 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 again, um, you know, we really appreciate the, the work that you and your team puts out there. I know it brings joy to a lot of people. And I, I really loved, um, I, I think this was like, this was sort of a like pandemic special, right? When you guys launched Story Pirates Radio. It was uh-huh. like, yeah, like that was great. Like that, that was like it. That was like just what we needed. Y- yeah. You know, like it, it got our kids like up. When like we didn't have to go to school, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like Zoom school was starting at weird times for everybody, and we were like, "All right, you're waking up at this time because Story Pirates Radio is going to be on downstairs, so get out of bed and you know." And that's amazing. It, it worked, <laughs> and they called in. They got a shout out. I don't remember from who, but um, you know, and um, yeah, that was great. And uh, they love. I'm so it. happy to it, hear so. that. That was yeah. a special. The first six months of the pandemic where we were doing the radio show every day was a really special time for me. And bet, and I've yeah. heard from a lot of, you know, families that it was something that mattered in those early days when we were trying to figure out what life was like. So thanks for yeah. sharing that. I'm ha- really happy to hear it. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, again, I want to thank you for coming on. And I always ask people kind of one, one last question. And my, my, my my question is always like it's kind of this most like basic thing, but it's like what's 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 somebody's advice for somebody uh, to become a better dad? If someone's out there, they just want to grow a little bit as as a parent or as a dad. So feel free to take your spin on that, however however you'd like. Um, <laughs> sure. But if you had to just like if you had to tweet out like a piece of advice to to parents from. Uh, from your experience of working with so many kids and telling these stories and being an entertainer, like what, what's, what's just like your, what's your tweet on, uh, on, on being the best, the best dad somebody can be. I think something I like to remind grownups, uh, about is that they matter. Their experience matters too, right? Like part of treating kids as equals and creative equals is treating yourself as an equal too. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you're having fun as a human, as a grown up in the equation, right? Like it's not all about the kids. <laughs> the kids are going to have a great time and they're going to grow if you're growing. So make sure that you're still learning things and that you're excited about stuff and that you're having fun and that you're taking care of yourself and 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 enjoying the time and the things that you're doing, because when you do, I think it makes everything more of a virtuous cycle, right? You're doing things for the kids. They're doing things for you. You're enjoying yourself. They're enjoying themselves. You're sharing, you're learning from each other. Just like the enthusiasm for life and for learning is infectious. So you have to be part of that equation yourself. Awesome. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. Well, Lee, thanks again for uh, for for joining me from your closet. Uh, My pleasure, Matt. Thanks yeah. for having me uh, from the other coast. There, I really appreciate it and appreciate your work. So, thank you.
uh, you're so welcome. And tell the kids I said thanks for the questions. They were very good. I will, for sure.